Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman, coming to you on, let's see, what is it, September 15th, a Thursday. LA Galaxy coming off of a disastrous 3-0 loss to Vancouver Whitecaps. All three goals scored in the second half, by the way. It was 0-0 going into the halftime. Galaxy actually looked like maybe they might find something there, but we're going to talk a whole bunch about that. Get you ready for this Colorado game. Take a look at the playoff race. I mean, we're pretty much locked into the same sort of pattern that we, uh, that we will repeat until the end of the season. I'm not sure if this is going to be the end for the Galaxy, but it certainly doesn't feel like uh, suddenly they're in any sort of driver's seat or have any sort of of confidence. Now, I would normally point over to my co-host, Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira, uh, but that dude, as of right now, is fielding a tow truck for his car. Now, what could happen, what might happen, is that he's going to call in on the phone and we're going to get him here from time to time. I actually said, please, please, please call me while you're sitting in the tow truck uh, being towed. Uh, You know, I don't... Somebody said on Twitter, and I thought it was appropriate. They said, "What a what a wonderful uh, what a wonderful visual for the LA Galaxy right now." The LA Galaxy getting towed to the uh, to the end to the line, uh, and the hammer getting towed to the end of the line. So as soon as he calls in, we'll go ahead and pop him into this chat. We can have a little discussion with the uh, Portuguese hammer and see what he thought of everything. But if you're a Galaxy fan, you can't be thinking, you can't be feeling good about any of this, and I don't think anybody is. Um, I, I think the most frustrating frustrating part at least for me. And, uh, you know, I'm getting to the point at the end of the season where it's difficult to ask different questions because we've seen this over and over again. And what sort of, you know, reminded me, uh, last night after the game, getting ready to talk to Greg is that the, the problem with the game against Vancouver, this three, nothing loss, seeing the LA galaxy dominate in possession, see them not necessarily fire on offense, right. And then see them getting countered to death is something that we've seen throughout this entire season. It's nothing new. You, as fans, know that isn't new. Uh, Reporters watching it know it isn't new, and Greg Vanny knows it isn't new. The the problem is you expected the team to take steps forward in this, but the, the, the answer that we're getting right now from the LA Galaxy is, oh, okay, you know, yeah, that's normal. You know, it's one of those things. It's just, it's just how it happens, and it's like, where's the progression in this? Where's the whole thing? You know what? Let's bring him in. Hopefully, he's in a tow truck somewhere. Let's see. Let's see if we can get uh, an update on on Mr. Hammer. Hammer, sir, how are you doing? 
Hi, this is uh, the Portuguese Hammer. First time, long time, <laughs> calling in from the back of a tow truck in Clovis, California. Uh, em- Emerald of California. Yeah, true, true shining star here. You, 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 uh, <laughs> you lucky guy. You. I was just, I, I yeah. sort of set the scene and told everybody that you'd be dropping in. We just, we just started talking about the galaxy. I mean, you know, we're doing broad thoughts to start with. I, I said the yeah. the big problem here, Eric, is that we have seen this galaxy performance before. We've seen yeah. exactly what has happened before happened last year and happened this year. And it feels like it's not getting better. It seems like they're prone to exactly this kind of blow up. Yeah. It, it's a uh, shout out to uncle dishwasher on Twitter. Uh, Cause he mentioned this is the most poetic uh, kind of, turn of events that's happening to me with the, the car just totally malfunctioning uh, right as the galaxy season is malfunctioning too because it's like per, it's a perfect metaphor for, for what's happening because it just seems like okay everything it's not the end of the world not, nothing you know terrible is going to happen it's not wooden spoon territory but also like it's not great it's not it's not good it's be a lot easier a lot more fun a lot more comfortable if uh, you know if they were able to secure a playoff spot so it's just it's just a, a total pain so yeah, it's it's very poetic, and to your point, where we've seen this performance before, even this season, they got shut out. I mean, we've seen them, you know, allow three goals in half and then come back and make it work, but they they just got blank. They had nothing, no ideas. It was, it was probably it's. And how many worst performances do we have in the running for worst performance? And the frustrating thing is that they possessed and they they, you know, kept the ball out of Vancouver's hands for that entire first half. And and it was still a worse performance. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Just bad times. Bad times all around. Yeah. I went and looked at looked it up. I actually talked about this in the in the post game with Greg and with everybody else. I said, you know, this is the eighth time this year that you've given up three goals or more. I went and totaled all the goals they've given up. Hammer. Uh, they've given up tw- in those games where they've allowed three goals or more. Eight games in total. They've allowed twenty five goals in those eight games. Right. So twenty five goals is more than half of their goals against the entire year. So in eight games, they've given up more than half of their goals allowed this year. Their goals against right now is uh, forty six, and obviously yeah, fifty would wild. be would be half of that. That's that's nuts. And Whenever you think of of uh, well, say say you could eliminate a couple of those games, Hammer. Say you could eliminate two or three of those games, right? Like, do you understand how? Do, do you understand? Do they offer mulligans? <laughs> do, I, do we call Don, Bar- Don Garber for those? Yeah, I, I, I think so. But, by the way, what the gave us a two dollars super chat and says, just don't peak too soon, right? I mean, this is <laughs> this is them. They're not peaking too soon, you know. But to your point with your your stats that you have there, how many of those games where they gave up three or more were there three given up and a half? Because that's happened. I, I could think of three or four off the top of my head. Yeah. So even those like in a half you've given up, yeah. you know, what, 15, 15 goals, probably, you know, something like that. So that's, that's yeah. wild, wild times. Yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty nuts overall uh, standing there, by the way, $5 super chat from uh, Raphael says, how can I get a job with AEG where I will never be fired despite my poor performance? Hashtag Klein out. Yeah, it does seem like a pretty cushy job at times. Uh, and then a $2 super chat from Jonathan. Jonathan says uh, an auto club donation for the hammer. So that's gonna, <laughs> that's It's a rental car, John. It's already, yeah. it's, it's included. Yeah. He's got the coverage well, on it, right? I think I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, like I have a, uh, a blood feud with living spaces. Yes. Like, this is how these origin stories start. Like, <laughs> Hertz, I'm a normally a Hertz guy, president circle to take care of me. Went one time with Avis and it all falls apart. So, you know, Avis is on my list now. Avis so, is, Avis we, is my go-to. I, I, that's, uh, they, no. they treat me like I'm royalty whenever I have Avis. 
like I I don't like going to I will pay more to go with Avis. This is it's interesting how like just like one one sort of thing can sort of turn you yeah. from or the whole deal. But yeah, um, we you know last on Monday we talked about uh, obscure gymnastics films, so we could just talk about like rental car companies <laughs> for the next forty five yeah. minutes if if that works as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, shout out to President Circle, and the lovely people at Hertz. Yeah, if Avis or Hertz would like to sponsor this <laughs> podcast, um, we're fine with that. Even if it's just like, hey, we'll give you a free GPS on your next rental, right? I mean, because who wants to pay for that, right? I don't want to pay for that. You don't want to pay for it. You would just like it to be on. So then we all have phones now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. obsolete. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Uh, I, I wonder times. who does that. Um, let's look at the lineup here a little bit, real quick. <laughs> it was very much a repeat lineup for the LA Galaxy, outside of the guys who were suspended. Uh, Raheem Edwards suspended, um, and then Sega Koulibaly suspended for the yellow cards that they had accumulated. The good news is that the one yellow card the LA Galaxy did get in this game did not go to anybody who was on yellow card caution, so Victor Vasquez will survive another day, although I went to go to the disciplinary <laughs> report to see if um, if there was if that would push him into a he could get suspended after the next one, and they didn't have it updated, which usually happens in these little uh, instances here. So uh, your starting lineup, very much a four-four-two diamond, uh, which is what Greg Vanny has sort of been playing in order to get Vasquez, uh, Puj, Brugman, and Delgado on the field at the same time. Uh, Kevin Cabral up top with Chicharito um, in defense. On the defensive side, Cabral was supposed to drop into the midfield a little bit. I think he did that up to a certain point, but I mean. It's going to be crazy. Hammer, I have the the average positions for each of these teams, and the LA Galaxy have what looks like an actual formation, and then Vancouver has something that's super flat and very condensed into their own half, which is exactly yeah. how they played. That's what we saw, yeah. Yeah. It yeah was. The, 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 the diamond in the middle, I actually didn't hate it. I, I mean, I, I like what Brugman brings. I like, obviously, what Pooj does. Um, and then uh, what Delgado and, and Vasquez have been doing recently, I was like, okay, this is a solid midfield and you saw it in the possession but then the risk you also saw it in the second half the risk is when you have that middle you really are playing without wings and so chase gasper and uh and julian arajo were really forced to be the wings and that that, that created an issue because then on the counterattack, vancouver was the the galaxy was unable to figure it out. Yeah, I, I think you're breaking up, Hammer. We'll uh, we'll see if you pop back in here as uh, as as I'll oh. I'll continue. It's okay. It's fine. We we know. I'll, I'll, I'll pop out. Um, I'm I'm pulling up to Avis. Okay. And, uh, okay. Do your thing. Back in. Give us a call back. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in a bit. All right. There goes the. The hammer. Uh, he's 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 dodging in and out of all of uh, all of his rental car uh, ways. So we're, he's doing pretty good, though. I, I already I, we got him longer than I thought we were going to. So um, this is what we have. Chicharito, Cabral, Vasquez, Delgado, Brugman, uh, Ricky Puig. Uh, Ricky, I keep wanting to say Puig. I was getting really close. I'm saying it in my head, Puig, while I'm spelling it, Puig. Um, but we're just not quite there saying it. Uh, Julian Rajo, uh, Casares, Casares, Casares. I still can't say it right. I'll get it eventually. Uh, Derek Williams in the back, Jonathan Bond back there as well. Um, overall, didn't have a huge problem with the defense. They overcommitted in that second half, just like most of the team in, in, did in this part. Uh, you know, if 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 you're looking at where the offense came from, if you're looking at what where the LA Galaxy were trying to generate the chances, the bottom line is that you had two guys who had basically the lion's share of chances. You had Chicharito, who had the best chances and the best looks of the night. He had the header in the first half. He had that ball that got slightly deflected, but right into his path in the second half that got put into the center of the box, basically. And I don't know how he misses that. Um, you know, we I, I think I cautiously said that you better help the the whole Panenka 
incident didn't totally ruin him. And right now I'm thinking he's totally ruined. I don't know that you're going to get the production you need out of Chicharito down the line. And if that's the case, the Galaxy aren't going to score any goals. If they're not going to score any goals, they're going to lose um, lose a lot of these games because ultimately it's them scoring first that keeps them in these games and allows them to sort of play that the way that they want to. Um, Vancouver did a very good job. They expected the diamond to come in and they clogged the middle of that field. So that way the diamond didn't have a whole bunch of room to, uh, to work. They, the galaxy were, were poor in anticipation. Uh, and basically <coughs> whenever, uh, and Vanny talked about it a whole bunch afterwards, he says, guys have to make the run before the pass comes. And we've talked about this before, but the guys have to make the run before that pass comes. And if you look at Cabral and what was happening is he was chasing after balls and they were putting him in okay positions, but he was running out of real estate so fast because of the balls that they were playing in that he couldn't get his hips around to make crosses. And he got three or four of his crosses blocked right on the end line because there was only one place to go that narrowed the cones so much. And Cabral was really the only person who was making that in behind backline run. Chicharito did it once. I think he got caught um, from behind because he doesn't have the speed. Uh, but for me, I, I, you know, I think Hammer was trying to sort of say that, you know, he didn't mind the, the narrowness of the diamond. Um, I, I, I did, I did mind the narrowness of the diamond. I thought that there was, there was room here perhaps to, to play on the wings. And especially whenever you have guys who are definitely going to put eight or nine guys behind the ball, you can see it coming with the way that Vancouver, uh, sort of played. Look at, look at these average positions for Vancouver. It's just a glump. It's just a cl- giant clump in the middle of something. There's, there's, there's no lines there. There's no, um, there's no real structure. There's no attacking force because basically they were sitting and they were countering. And uh, this is a team right now that we have seen many times uh, not functioning in exactly these ways. Right. And and this is nothing new. If in fact, if you want the roadmap to beat the LA Galaxy, it's been out there since, you know, the middle of the year, which is sit back and defend in a low block because the Galaxy can't break you down. I think that's the big mistake for me on Vanny here is that in that second half, not going and getting wingers out there sooner, because I think that if you had Grand Sur sort of being able to run in with Cabral at the same time, um, that you had a better chance. Uh, this game was not on Kevin Cabral. I thought he played okay. I thought he was fine. He was not the reason the LA Galaxy lost this game. If you want to talk about guys who cost the LA Galaxy, you can look at guys like Chicharito, certainly. I think Ricky Pouge had his worst game as the LA Galaxy player. Having said that, he was still very good. Uh, but he missed some chances to to put the ball on frame. He missed some passes, especially early in the fir- early in that first half, uh, that would sort of you know uh, unnerve or unseat the LA Galaxy. The Galaxy had seventy something possession at one point, um, but that possession doesn't go to anything whenever there aren't runs in behind, whenever there aren't things. And I was talking about this with Hammer in the in the group chat um, that we were having. I said, you know, for me, if you're going to have Cabral and Chicharito up there as two forwards, which is sort of how they were they were listed out. And even in the, the diagram, you can sort of see where those guys all sort of fall. Um, if you're going to have those guys doing that, then for me, I want to see runs from the outside to the end. And I want to put angles on runs. And I feel like the LA Galaxy, even when they run, they run so flat, right? And flat as in terms of, you know, straight up and down vertical, right? There's no bends to the run. There's no angles to the run. There's no way to get them a ball without you know, feathering it through seven guys and having it run on it perfectly. If you're angling your runs and, and Thierry Henry always talked about this. I remember I watched one video and it sort of like, you know, blew my mind a little bit, but he, he, Thierry Henry said he always liked to run from the outside to in because it would give him a better view. It would get allow more time uh, to stay on side. And it also 
allows you to be running at the goal instead of having to maybe chase the ball away from it in different angles. And for me, the Galaxy run too flat in their verticality, right? Too vertical. Um, and for me, I want to see more angles on that. And so for me, especially like somebody like Cabral, he should be, even when he's up in the forward side, he should be tucked up against that line a little bit and let the LA Galaxy try to play him through um, and angle him towards goal. All of his runs so were so vertical that he would run out of space by the time he got the ball. Um, and listen, I'm not by any way, way or means thinking that Kevin Cabral is the answer to all of this, but if you're going to put him in that position and he's going to make those runs, uh, and he's going to do the things that you're asking him to do for me, I want more shape on those runs. I don't like it. I don't like Chicha running flat either. I think Chicha does better whenever he comes a little more angled and across. Chicha also does better whenever he drops back and receives the ball and gets to pass it out and then turn around and run and sprint and be part of that, that whole buildup. It was, and I, I think Scott French talked to Greg Vanny afterwards and said, you know, it looked like there was a little bit too much that there wasn't enough movement in that that line. And and I think Vanny wanted to say he he wanted more movement, but he also wanted the type of movement. Right. We, it was those runs in behind. It was the ability to play quickly through the lines and to sort of break through. And you saw a couple of uh, uh, Pujas passes that were able to break through multiple lines. And all of a sudden you have something on. Um you know, I thought that uh, that Pooch had a couple really good chances to put the ball on net and put the ball, um, you know, in the back of the goal. I think Chicharito had a couple really good chances um, to put the ball in the back of the net. But let's not be let's not be fooled by any of this. The L.A. Galaxy and the chances they created, by the way, very similar to the Nashville game. The Nashville game ends up 1-1 with both teams scoring penalty kicks, right? And, and we saw that. But if you look at just the, the XG and and how it goes. And if you remove the penalty kicks from that Nashville game, it's very similar to what happened in this game, which is Vancouver at a 1.2 expected goals, right? And the LA Galaxy had a 0.7. And it's all these little half chances. And we saw it against Nashville. We see it against Vancouver. You see it uh, really in the LA Galaxy's inability to finish. And it has been that way all year. Even whenever I tell you that the LA Galaxy offense right now looks like it's going to outpace the offense from last year. Not for sure. But that's what the, the the trends are sort of looking. We're expecting about 54 goals, and they scored about 50 goals last year, right? So it's right about the same, but they're scoring a little bit more. You're going to need more from Chicharito. And again, uh, in this game, I don't think uh, I don't think he had it. I was not uh, I was not a fan of Chicharito's there. I didn't think that uh, that he played a particularly good game. Thought he was quiet for a little while, especially through the first half. I think he only got seven or eight touches, like through the first 25 or 30 minutes. Um, and so for me. Uh, it was a very flat performance. But again, it's a performance that we have seen over and over and over again. Um, and this is the problem with the LA Galaxy. Whenever they go into a low block, they don't have the ability to break teams down. Uh, they've done it on occasion. But, you know, look at the, the the one that I always sit and say, you know, who played the lowest block was probably Nashville whenever the Galaxy played uh, Nashville at home. And that was a goal, I think, that Dayon scored. And it was sort of a deflection that came through the line. And he got the ball, and he turned, and he fired, and he scored type thing. It was one of those where it's like it, you got the lucky bounce. It bounced in your direction. Um, you know, bringing Jovalich on in the 65th minute is fine. Bringing Grand Sur on is, is in that 65th minute is fine. Trying to get some more winger action uh, by pulling Vasquez out. For me, if I'm looking at what the LA Galaxy are trying to do, I do enjoy, and somebody pointed this out, that you know the last time the LA Galaxy played Vancouver, um, it was more of that five-man midfield or a 4-3-3 with Cabral and Grand Sur on either side of Chicharito, and Grand Sur ended up scoring twice in the whole deal. Now, 
Um, I think Vanny likes to control the midfield more, um, and that's why he goes with the four in the midfield, knowing that he's usually going to outnumber those guys in the midfield. Um, and so he likes the control that that provides. And the Galaxy did a, a fairly good job of controlling things through the midfield against Vancouver, where they didn't control the ball was on turnovers. Um, and that's been the story of the LA Galaxy for most of the year. Chase Gasper gets a knock against him because he dribbles into coverage. And we've seen him do this now multiple times. Gasper dribbles into coverage on your own corner kick. The ball ends up countering all the way back to the other side. Um, and, you know, the, the the goal ends up happening. I think that was the second goal, right? You look at the other one where Chicharito gets fouled right at the top of the box. It doesn't get called. They go down. Vancouver counters quickly. They put the Galaxy under a whole bunch of pressure. Eventually, it goes out for a corner kick. The corner comes in. Right. That ball gets, you know, I don't I would like to see Jonathan bond off the line a little bit more. I would like to see him a little more aggressive, but he's not. And bottom line is he makes the save, um, but it's so point blank. He has no way to control it, no way to push it. And so it pushes straight back into things. Julian Araujo ends up getting on it. And I don't know. I'm sure some of you never played defense. Um, I remember this as a defender so many times is when the ball is sitting there that close to the goal line and it's just free like that. It is so hard to do anything and all anybody is trying to do is get the quickest touch on it not necessarily the farthest touch not necessarily the full touch not ex not necessarily the biggest clearance that you can get because any wind up you take to try to do it somebody else can try to toe poke it away you're trying to be the quickest and julian araujo was the quickest he got there first and he tried to clear it as fast as he could in any direction he could that wasn't the goal because remember this ball is free it's about three feet from the line. There are all these Vancouver players trying to come for it. And Julian Araujo tried to clear it. And unfortunately, whenever he clears it and he tries to clear it that quickly because he sees everybody coming in, he has really no, that, not that much control over it. goes right to a Vancouver player and they knock it in the back of the net, right? Um, and then the third one is is pretty similar to every LA Galaxy goal whenever they're down 2 nothing, And, you know, they're going to allow the third goal, which is they're going to overcommit on offense. And Vancouver was able to sprint out to the wide side, which meant that, you know, Gasper had already overcommitted up front in order to stay on offense because they needed to score goals. It wasn't so much about defense, right? And the ball goes over top of Derek Williams and the ball goes, you know, and it's a, it's a pretty easy take from all that, which by the way, very well could have been offside. Who knows? We saw zero replays almost all night on anything that even resembled a controversial call, right? And that's the, that's the Whitecaps who have control of that feed, right? So we didn't see any replays. We didn't see any replays when Cabral was taken down at the beginning of the first half that looked like it might have been in the box. And I know everybody hates him, but the dude can drop penalty kicks, and that's one of the things he's actually good at. It looked like it may have been a foul. Even Joe and Kobe were sort of like, that looked like that might have been a foul, and there was never a replay on it, right? Never a replay on the Williams one, at least not one that was anywhere close to down the line, right? So this is, this is one of those things that you see is that as we get closer to the playoffs, that whistles are not going to be blown. They're going to be swallowed. Calls that are close are not going to be called. They're just going to be left, right? Maybe a little unfair whenever you look at how that goes down to the other side in a similar play, and then they get the call. Chicharito doesn't, right? But whenever you look at that, right, the Galaxy bottom line is not mature enough to handle these situations. And that's disappointing because we've seen it over and over and over again um, from Greg Vanny. Um, and his teams. And that was my question after, you know, after this, uh, this particular game, we'll get to my question here in a second. Hammer, are you, are you, are you alive, sir? Do we have you back? Oh, hold on. I pressed the wrong button. Every, nobody talk. Everybody freeze. All right. Try again. Nope. Still not there. It's okay. We'll get it. Nope. Yeah, there we go. I got it. It's fine. Third time. Yeah, you're good. I'm, I'm calling from 
a convertible Mustang. Because that's what happens whenever your car doesn't work is they give you always give you the convertible Mustang that nobody wants. <laughs> but it's also like I'm I, I'm not gonna curse here. Family supposed to do what a convertible. Yeah. Do we do we lose them again? What's going on here? It's way too much car. I don't like it. So even then, even when they try to do me right, they do me wrong. I don't like it. You don't you don't want who wants the convertible Mustang? Nobody does. <laughs> um, absolutely nobody. So um, by yeah, the way, too. I'm going to be an obnoxious a hole. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're already halfway there. We're we're doing good. Yeah, um, that's true. By the way, uh, uh, what the gave us a five dollar super chat and says if we keep our three goal opponent average, uh, three three let's see three losses for our last four games. Do you see Vanny? Uh, losing his job. I, I don't, and there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing that game, and I haven't been playing that game. I would tell you if I thought he was on the hot seat. I don't think he is. I think other people are on the hot seat. Um, you know, if the Galaxy don't make the the playoffs. Um, and then uh, number, let's see, uh, in living color abroad gave us a two dollar uh, super chat uh, there, Eric, and he says. Uh, is uh, is Vanny not to blame for the lack of offense? Uh, does Vanny have anything to do with Chicharito missing sitters? Right? I mean, you can blame him for Kevin Cabral, but... That's where I'll back you up. Yeah, go on. No, no, you can blame him for Kevin Cabral if you want, no. you know, that type of thing, but but you can't... To me, it's like, okay, Pooch had like three good chances on goal, none of them hit. Um, Chicharito had two good chances on goal and none of them hit. It's like, okay, you look at the XG and the galaxy were not creating chances cause it was 0.7 Eric. It was like nothing, yeah. um, you know, and it's all just little tiny half chances too. Like nothing is, there are no clear cut chances in any of that except for Chicharito straight down the middle with that ball that he should have buried. Um, so do you want to blame, blame Greg Vanny for that? Like that's sort of some of this stuff is, is, He's putting some of these guys in good positions. And even Julian Araujo, right? Like, are you going to blame Greg Vanny for Julian Araujo not being able to cross the ball um, in the last three games? It's like, isn't that Julian? Are you going to blame Are you going to blame Greg Vanny for Chase Gasper being Chase Gasper? And, yeah. And Efrain Alvarez deciding that he no longer wants to play for the LA Galaxy. Are you going to blame Greg Vanny for that? Maybe. That's, that's where you're, you're – I'm kind of swaying more towards – uh, you know, the Josh Gessman side of this, because I, I've been critical of Vanny and I've, I've had my, he's raised some eyebrows and I've had my questions about him. I'm like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, he makes some moves and some subbing decisions and some lineup decisions sometimes that I think, man, is I don't know if this is the best situation for the team to be in, but coming full circle and hearing the client out crowd and the, kind of the, the issues with the FO, I, I think it comes down to roster construction. And I don't think, Vanny is to blame for some of that. I mean, Samuel Grantzer and uh, and Kevin Cabral, those are lead two guys that I think you can tie to Greg Vanny. Uh, Victor Vasquez and Mark Delgado, whatever your opinions of them, they're Greg Vanny guys. They've followed him you know, from Toronto to come play with him in L.A. So I think it's roster construction more than Vanny, uh, and it just it doesn't seem like they have the, the horses. They don't have the players. Uh, so I think Vanny, if he had better talent and a, a DP in Douglas Costa that's not sitting on the bench and uh, a DP Chicharito who's not uh, attempting panencas in critical situations, if he has more talent, then maybe he's able to get uh, you know better results. So I, I'm leaning more towards it being a roster issue than a Vanny issue. Um, so I would give him another season to reload, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> I, to your point, and you say, you say this all the time. Okay, Vanny's not cutting it. Okay, so now we start the project over again. 
and we get rid of 10 players and 12 players and we start all over again. I mean, you need to stick with a guy to some point. So I think you do need to allow for a, a full roster refresh because Chicharito was not a, a quote unquote Vanny guy. Um, you know, Douglas Costa does it, even though he was signed under Greg Vanny, he may not have uh, Vanny's fingerprints on him. So uh, I, I would give him another year. I lean more towards roster construction than Greg Vanny, even though I'm not impressed with some of the decisions Vanny has made. I think for me, it goes to this, and I think you know the chat room is correct. So a lot of this is is on Greg Vandy too, right? I mean, I don't think you can divorce the thing. It's impossible to 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 break these things from each other, right? Because ultimately, you know, the best coaches get the best out of their guys. They put their guys in positions to succeed. They do it over and over again. Um, and they, they, they find that way to, to sort of play. And I'll say this, at least in, in, in Vanny's, uh, you know, defense is that the players, uh, love playing for him and they still do. Um, this is not like, you know, again, this isn't a GBS situation where the guys were like, if he tells us to run, uh, as the solution for everything one more time, you know, I'm going to lose it. Um, you know, so there's, there's a lot of that that sort of goes, but that only goes so far. Somebody said, so you keep Greg Vanny through this season, you go into next season. And he starts out slow or the galaxy. So you fire him in the middle of the season and then you're sort of back in the in the way. But there's also the, the flip side of that, which is you haven't allowed anybody to develop anything past two years. Right. And so if you yeah. are sitting here and you're trying to say, well, how can we change things? It is to give somebody who has a proven track record. And most of the guys you're going to go out and get right now um, don't have that. Right. And and I love that everybody was saying, oh, well, Robbie Keane and Landon Donovan, those guys don't have proven track records in, in any sort of top tier football. So they're, they're not coming. Those aren't the guys who are here to save your team. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Somebody said uh, Thomas Tuchel is, uh, is available. Um, and I said, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess. But we all see what international coaches struggle with in this. So if you're looking at the best domestic coach and somebody said Jim Curtin, um, which I love Jim Curtin. Yeah. I, I really they're like, just throw a whole bunch of money at Jim Curtin, Eric. That was the answer. Um, except it took Jim Curtin like four seasons to get Philadelphia well, like to pointed in the right direction. But uh, to that point, I think Jim Curtin and then there was I think it was a piece by The Athletic or, or I, I don't know who's basically said with their with Philadelphia's payroll, they're doing more than the Atlanta's and the L.A. Galaxies and the LAFCs. Absolutely. You know, they're making it work. But I think that's also infrastructure in place. This, you know, Philadelphia has had, you know, U14 Academy players, you know, five years ago that were, they were building that are, they're now getting those spoils now. So, so it's not something that you get Jim Curtin, oh, and problem solved. It's a structural thing that you need to lay the groundwork, lay the seeds now too, which to your point, if you Vanny stick around and maybe you start to see the seeds of this sprout, you know, he, he was hired two years ago. Maybe you see the, the, the seedlings sprout in three years. You know, the LA Galaxy fan base is not a patient fan base. Uh, you, you, they're expect, the expectation is to win and it's win now. But that, that's bringing in someone like Jim Curtin does not fix that. I think if that's the type of thing that you want, then you need to hang on to Greg Vanny and hope, hope that it works out. And, and to like that Thomas Tuchel point, uh, he, he, he's a great manager, but if he doesn't have the players, then, you know, what are you supposed to do? And, and so that's just one of those things, you know, if he can make it work with the Chelsea roster, is he going to make it work with, you know, an MLS roster? Yeah. Do you have faith that that's going to, it's going to work out magically is, you know, or is to your point, who, who's walking through the door 
that it's your guy that you trust that, that's going to make it work. So that's kind of the, the double-edged sword that they're in right now. And I think, uh, you know, we've, we've cycled through coaches, and you brought up GBS. I was critical of GBS all the time. I, I said it does fall on the coach to a certain degree when the players look flat and unvoted, unmotivated. That's on the manager. Right. But I, I don't – but I think the, the what we were seeing is there were no tactics, there were no ideas. I think you see the ideas – there from Vanny, it's just the, the players aren't executing. And and that does fall on Vanny to a degree. Yeah, and, it does. And, you know, it is his job to make his players deliver and work and, and cut in behind the lines. We were having this conversation, on, you know, off off air, just, you know, they, they don't have anyone who can break in behind the line. The only answer is Kevin Cabral. And it's sad because we don't have anyone else who could do that. And the other person is maybe Grand Sir, right. but Grand Sir isn't great at doing that either. So we just don't have that guy. He doesn't exist. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, Galaxy probably play, play better with that type of player in there, even if Van, even if Grand... Like, it, it's one thing, and, and I am 100% a believer in this, that I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Cabral finds his way on loan, you know, over the winter to where he goes away for a while. Um, because I don't see him, I, you know, I think he's sort of, he's worn out the welcome. I mean, it, we, we've, yeah. we've tried, as, we've tested, it, it's probably done. Yeah. And you, you, we mentioned, I said his confidence is completely shot and you said you never saw confidence in him, but I, I think he, he, even when he first came, he was running at players. He, maybe he ran into defenders and maybe he lost the ball on that last touch, but he was making attempts. Now it's not even like he's making attempts. He's this is one of your DPs, and the second he gets the ball, he's getting rid of it as fast as he can, and that's not a great sign either. That's you want someone who's you know he's he looked comfortable on the ball, and you know it was maybe just those last few touches. Now he doesn't even look comfortable on the on the ball anymore. I think sadly a change of scenery. It's probably going to be what's the best for him yeah. and what's best for the galaxy. Yeah, I would love a, a mutual termination type thing, but I, I don't think I don't think if I was Kevin, I would not take that money. So, you know, it was it was one of those. Maybe if they can find him a good place to land in, in League Two or something like that, and they can they can figure that out, and it's it works well. Uh, by the way, Raphael gave us a $5 super chat, says direct question. Like, I, I love this. Like, we don't answer direct questions all the time. You can just you can just <laughs> ask the question. It's fine. Uh, Raphael with a $5 super chat says, uh, will Klein be fired this year? This isn't only about this year, obviously. Um, I'll say this. If you have some sort of faith that whatever the LA Galaxy do has any effect on Chris Klein's job, I would say that the the past sort of tells you that that's not the case, right? But um, I would think that with Eric, a, you know, a, a lack of playoffs again or a short playoff run or whatever it is, and sort of the way the Galaxy are limping towards this this cross section of of this this knotted Western Conference playoff picture that's that's forming. Um, that yeah, I mean, this is probably the best chance it has happened. I I would love to say that there are consequences for for the uh, for for the type of play and the type of results at the LA Galaxy, but I don't think we've seen that, right? And so it, it's tough. It's tough for me to say, oh yeah, absolutely, because I I don't I don't know, um, I don't know who, I don't know who's making the team, or who's making those decisions in this type of thing, and whether or not anybody's going to overrule Dan Beckerman whenever it comes <laughs> down to it, right? Is you know is 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 Uncle Phil's full Anschutz going to going to kind of come down from on high and make the decision? Um, he used to be more involved. I have a feeling he's less involved now. I, I was going to say I really doubt that he has a hands-on approach. It's just if the if if the the profit is if it's still turning a profit, then that's that's a success. And I don't even know what the numbers are in that regard. If they are turning a profit, paying you know buying out a, a quote unquote buying out Kevin Cabral or or uh, Douglas Costa or overpaying 
I don't know that there's a profit margin there. I mean, I don't know what the numbers say, but to your point, if missing the playoffs four out of five seasons isn't enough to get you fired, what's the difference missing the playoffs five out of six seasons? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I could be uh, what maybe five. Maybe that's the magic number. Maybe this this is the final straw. But I think some it has something has to give, uh, and it, whether it's Vanny or whether it's Klein and he dodges that bullet again, uh, but I think he missed the playoffs again. Someone's had you can't just say keep everyone as is in the positions there are with uh, two years of just you know basically you know tripping over your own uh, your own privates here. Yeah, you, that that can't stand. You have there has to be consequences for it. Yeah, I know, and, and you know, East Super's right. You know, sort of I think might have the right mindset. Nobody's getting fired, right? Like it's one of those. It's like, do you really feel that that's yeah. that's the faith in behind do you? I mean, you know, it's one of those. Eric, if I made you bet your house on, if I made you bet your no, convertible wait. Mustang, on <laughs> there it is, on uh, on this uh, on on uh, on whether or not anybody would get fired after the season if they missed the playoffs, what would you bet your convertible Mustang on it? Uh, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, th- the, the the biggest thing that I'm hoping for, and, and uh, the panda has floated this as well, is, um, and again, this is just a pie in the sky. This is like a best case scenario for both parties, I believe. And I don't know, it's pure speculation, but Chris Klein is on the World Cup committee for 2026, part of the Los Angeles, whatever that is. I would hope that whatever responsibilities that entails, he needs to be more involved in that. <laughs> you know, for for the next four years. And maybe he bows out gracefully from the galaxy saying, you know, I'm going to give my focus to this other committee and I'm going to step down. And he gets to save face to say, I'm moving over to this other venture, you know, bringing soccer to Los Angeles for the USA World Cup. And he gets, and the galaxy gets to win by saying, okay, we now can get a new president and new head of operations in here right. to start trying to, to write the ship. Uh, to me, that's, like best case scenario, but to see them just outright fire him, I, I don't have any faith that that would happen. Well, I mean, and, and I've sort of tagged along with that is if you're AEG and you want to be the best in major league soccer, don't you go after Garth Lagerway up in Seattle? We know his contract yeah. is up. We know that Atlanta is going after him. And don't you fly up there and say, okay, so what color do you want your, your, uh, your new car to be? And, uh, and your which convertible ha- Mustang, your convertible Mustang and which, which of these seven beach houses would you like to, uh, you know, inherit? Like, I, I don't get the, the, and maybe it's just not important to him. Right. I mean, that's, that's always something yeah. you have to, maybe it's not that important. Maybe the Kings are more important. Maybe, you know what they do. And certainly with AEG and you know, the, the galaxy are a fly on the back side of what, AEG yeah. <laughs> does in in a global venture in terms of managing all the concert venues and all those those event venues that they have, right? So very small in the whole thing. By the way, Mike Gray gave you a five dollar super chat and he says uh, you can rock a convertible Mustang hammer just buy <laughs> just buy a leather jacket and fedora to complete the uh, the a hole well, look. Well, I already I already was told that I have a a dad look, uh, you know, because I'm wearing a Kirkland signature shirt. You, so that Kirkland is nice. signature shirt yeah. in the convertible. I, I'm just a midlife crisis. Uh, you know, a machine right now. So good times. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Lou, Lou also asked, he goes, well, all, you know, of all these signings that we're seeing, whose are they? Are they Vannies? Are they Kleins? Are they Karofskis? <laughs> um, and I would love, I'd be like, I haven't, I can't tell you because they have not made that clear. I feel like clear. I could. I, I know. I, I, I think it's, go I ahead. think it's relationships. I, I, to me, like a Pooj feels like a Jovan because right. of relationships with Europe. And then like a league, like a Kevin Cabral feels like a Vanny guy, uh, um, Vasquez and Delgado and right. Zavaleta feel like Vanny moves. 
Costa smells like a, a Yovan. I, to me, it, it almost is like they're, <laughs> they, they have a, a character trait assigned to each guy. So, and again, that's pure speculation right. because no one is putting themselves out in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting. By the way, a $29 super chat from our sugar daddy, Herb. Uh, herbal nice. life in there. I don't know. We don't know. Who knows? Uh, he says, hey, Josh, hey, Hammer, can't stick around for the live show. This portion of the podcast brought to you by Herb. Uh, here to symbolically reimburse Hammer for his expenses yesterday. There you go. See? You're, you're, <laughs> there you go. You're all good. You're, that, Herb's going to take I, care I of didn't you. Mention, yeah, I didn't mention that. Shout out to Herb. I, I, my favorite part about Herb is it's always, I can't stick around, but he's around. Or, I, or I, I'm not making the show, but he always makes the show. He always makes so, the show. Yeah, international man of mystery, Herb is. But yesterday, the story I was sharing, you know, obviously I'm traveling given <laughs> my issues with Avis. But, uh, you know, my flight was right around the time that the Galaxy were planned. So I said, you know what? I'm going to spring the $19 for, uh, you know, the internet service. That way I could watch ESPN Plus and check out the game. And, uh, of course, th- that's what I, I get punished for my sins for spending that extra money. So thanks. Thanks for the reimbursement. I'm not going to see any of it hurt, but, but I appreciate the thought, the thought behind it. That all goes to the Josh's train sets yeah. up front and, and yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And his conductor yeah. caps. Yeah, for sure. Those are engineer caps. I don't actually have a conductor cap, just engineer. It's the, oh, sorry. 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 The, My what's, mistake. What's the name of that blue and white pattern? Somebody, what it's, it has a specific name and I know it. And I, is it, is it, <laughs> it's, it, I can't remember. I can't remember what it is because I told my wife to get my son like engineer overalls. So that way, whenever he goes to the train club with me, he can wear his engineer hat <laughs> and he could dress up because it, like, that's fun for kids, right? The whole deal. And she looked at me and just shook her head and walked away. And I was like, what, what is, what is all this like, you know, <laughs> anger going on? But anyway, um, you know, it, it's, it's super interesting. I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, I talked to Yovan recently and, and, you know, while we disagree on very many things, he, he said, and he said that, uh, basically, uh, that he is there to help coach, help the coach. And he's always been there to help the coach. And his job is always to find the players for the coach. And so in that way, it would certainly in this, in the ways that he frames it, he would seem to be that he would be the helper in all these situations, uh, for all of these coaches that have come through and, and put that through. So I'll, I'll leave that sort of without comment because I think it's, I think that that's fair enough that talking to him directly and him saying that is, is we can at least say that's what he says his job is, right? Is to help the coaches to find the players that they need to acquire those players and get them in. All right. So, I mean, you know, that's something anyway, let's, uh, I, I wanted to get to <laughs> Alex Ruiz. Um, and Alex said something, uh, and he, Alex Ruiz writes for the striker and does a great job covering the galaxy. He was at the press conference, um, afterwards, which by the way, just like to point out hammer, there was a lot of miss miscommunication or, or maybe some, uh, there was some bad some blood. rumors. Yeah. There was some bad blood that the LA galaxy didn't talk to the press after the game. Absolutely did. We were there on the zoom call. They were there the whole deal. The, there's a, there's a rule that in order to get into, uh, major league soccer locker rooms right now, you're supposed to have proof of a negative COVID test within the last like 48 hours. And you have to have proof of vaccination. And that has to be given to the team ahead of time in order for you to go in the locker room afterwards. So we haven't been going in the locker room, not because I don't have all that stuff. It's just like, I'm not going to get a COVID test for every 40 hours. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, and and, and Canada are, aren't the rules a little stricter as well. They, they should, I would imagine that's something they should you know, be. an issue there. They should be. Yeah. Um, and the bottom line there is that one reporter from Vancouver wanted to get into the locker room. The galaxy said, well, you needed to provide us with all this stuff, but you're more than welcome to join our zoom call, which there were a whole, there were a bunch of us on the zoom call. We were there. So anyway, Alex 
came on the Zoom call, asked some great questions, did, did his thing. But he also put out this stat today, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, in matches where the LA Galaxy held 62% of possession or higher in 2022, they've won just twice. They have seven losses and one draws. Also, they won all seven games with 50% possession or less this season. <laughs> Right. Which, yep. Which, that's the secret. Which, this is a counterattacking team. I've been screaming it yep. all year long. Yes. Yes. By, by the way, I would like to point out that we, we may have Herb, um, we love you, but you may have just been ur- ur- usurped. Um, and, and Jim, uh, with the screen name Jim Jimmy, gave us a $50 super chat hammer. $50. Wow. So our new sugar Shout daddy. Out to Jim Jimmy. And this segment brought to you by Jim Jimmy. Um, for that, wow! Just <laughs> I didn't know there was going to be a turf battle right now. This is this is this is. This, do I need to go pick up Jim Jimmy in the in, in, in the convertible? I Mustang? think you do. Is that the secret? I here? think you do. You, Jim Jimmy, just <laughs> just send us your address. Uh, Hammer will be there in no time to pick you up. Uh, not a problem. No, Herb, we love you. Please, this is this is a family. This is a. Fa- I don't want to. We I, love all our. Listeners. We love yeah, all our listeners, especially the ones that give us lots of money. So, Herb, you are you are good to go, my friends. Jim Jimmy, thank you for that. We certainly appreciate that as well. Um, and, and Jim, I don't know that we've seen you in this chat room a whole bunch, but you are welcome back anytime, sir. Or ma'am. Good I don't times. know. I don't know. I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't ask those questions. But back to Alex Ruiz's point mm-hmm. about the possession. Uh, again, shout out to Alex just because, you know, killer stats there. And it just, I appreciate him looking that up because it follows what our eyes have been seeing. When this team is possessing, they don't have the, the extra teeth. Where they're good is when they you know, let as when another team is possessing and then they're able to spring on a counter and let Kevin Cabral loose and let Julian Araujo loose, Raheem, Raheem Edwards at the beginning of the season and putting those balls in and finding a, a, a running into the box, Chicharito, that's where the Galaxy get their goals, not passing it around the 18 and then no one, you know, having the cojones to take a shot and no one making a darting run and no one moving. That That's not how the Galaxy score and hasn't been having ever have scored right uh, you know it's always on the darting runs it's always on when you think about these great galaxy teams it's the you know the, those quick moves who are able to you know break down defenses and 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 get defenses fits that's how you score not just sitting passing the ball around the 18 box which is what they did yesterday which was absolutely you know frustrating to watch but it's also a product of the diamond midfield that they have I mean, that's the players that were on the field. That's how that's how they were designed to play. And Vancouver absolutely let them have it and didn't, uh, you know, and, and didn't bend uh, to the LA Galaxy, who didn't give them anything to to bend for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Let's get to the points to the playoffs and sort of look at where we sit now. Target points still forty eight. Current points still forty. Minimum points needed eight. Twelve points remaining. So it shrinks a lot. We talked about yeah. and we were trying to talk about and it's always difficult to do this hammer. We're always trying to figure out the importance of these games, right? And so, you know, we we put a lot of importance on this Vancouver game because it allowed the LA Galaxy to do some things had they wanted. Um I yeah. think I think in hindsight, uh even getting a point there would have been so much better than what happened obviously. Um and it ends up not being as important as you thought it was going to be, right? <laughs> and this is, and it, 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 everybody's going to go back and point to this game as one that really hurts, and I think it hurts momentum-wise, right? Yeah. But overall, in the in how things shaped up about the LA Galaxy's chances to get in the playoffs, about the same. 
nothing really changed because RSL lost to Austin. Um, the only bad thing that happened was that San Jose was at one point tied with Colorado. Um, and then Colorado got away with that two to one. And so Colorado has moved into just behind the LA Galaxy. But in terms of the doomsday scenarios that people have constantly spelled out for the LA Galaxy, should they lose any of these games? It was fairly unfounded in what actually happened in the results. The Galaxy still just three points behind RSL. Um, they can still catch them. And should they catch them? And again, that game against RSL could end up meaning whether or not the LA Galaxy get in the playoffs. That's that's one to watch. Yeah. That's the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so that's, so they're, they're three points behind that one point. Uh, Seattle's just one point behind, uh, Colorado is one point behind, but Colorado has an X has, uh, has already played an extra game. So the galaxy actually in better position with that. Um, yeah. and they play Colorado coming up on Saturday. Again, you want to talk about games that can get you into the playoffs, keeping Colorado where they're at, not letting them come <laughs> up on and jump over you is going to be a pretty big one. And then you're hoping that RSL also has, um, you know, falls a little flat. And again, RSL has played 31 games. The Galaxy have played 30. Seattle have 30. So it's Seattle and LA who can jump. Yeah. And you can jump right now if you get that, that game in hand. If you beat Seattle, or excuse me, if you beat Salt Lake and you win your game in hand, Hammer, that should jump you above Salt Lake for the remainder of the year if you're smart enough and, and can sort of carry those out. Um, just four games yeah. uh, left for the LA Galaxy. A lot of teams with three games out there um, still remaining. Yeah. So. Uh, by the I, way, I think yeah, go ahead. He, so I was going to say heading into the game with five games left, I think the math that we did is they need to win three out of those five. And it really doesn't matter which three, just any of those three. I think because of the way the Real Salt Lake uh, result panned out and because of where Vancouver was at the table, remember in, after that first half and the Real Salt Lake loss, Vancouver was on the brink of being eliminated from the playoff from playoff contention. Right. Had the Galaxy beat them. Yep. So this that that's that shows you where they were. And I gave credit to the Vancouver announced team because that's the broadcast team that I had on my ESPN Plus. And they mentioned they said if the LA Galaxy team has any ambition, they really need to take care of business against Vancouver. And that's what they were saying about their own home team. Is that if this Galaxy team is worth their salt, then they should be able to handle their business. And I think that's why fans are upset. Is not because this result in and of itself eliminates them for the playoffs or ends the season. It's if this team has ambition and if they're, if they're as good as the flashes that they've shown us, then they should be able to beat Vancouver. And you saw them without Cavallini and without, uh, you know, and just a, a Vancouver team that to be honest, doesn't have, you know, this, this wowing talent and this roster that's just spectacular that they're, they were a beatable team last right. night yeah. and the galaxy just couldn't yeah. do it. And I think that's, it's upsetting, but the most hilarious thing of it all is it doesn't matter <laughs> if, they, if they beat RSL, then they're going to be able to keep them at bay. Right. If they win at home against Colorado, yep. that's a six point game. Yep. And then if they yep. can get, you know, maybe a couple draws uh, out of that San Jose away game, and away at Houston, then that they, they is might probably going to be good enough. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably going to be good enough. But and the other funny thing, they went from uh, unbeaten in six to winless in four, and oh, it's yeah. how quick that changes. Well, uh, I, and so it's not, nothing is over, and that's the funny thing. But it was a demoralizing loss because if if, if the team has ambition, I agree with that statement. Then they should have handled their business in well, Vancouver. Well, and, and let's let's say this, and this was my question to Greg Vanny afterwards, um, which was, you know, we talked about this last year about like sort of being ready to win these big big games when there's pressure on the line, when there's expectations for you to win, right? Because this isn't just playing at Vancouver. This is playing a worse team than you 
in a position where you can take full advantage of the result, right? The bottom line is the Galaxy walk away with three points right now, um, and they're above the playoff line, and all of a sudden now they yeah. can stay there. And as long as they stay there and maintain that position, they're there. They, as of right now, they still have to climb up to get somewhere. Right. And yeah. so you still have to move forward in order to get in the playoff. That's what happens with this team, though. Um, look at all the games where they've been successful. And a lot of times I think we shrink it down to, hey, against the really good teams that they play really well. Eric, maybe the reason they play so well against big teams is there's no expectation for them to win. Right. And so there's no pressure on them for to win. They're sort of like, yes, this is a big game, but we're the underdogs and we're coming in and we know that if we play our game that we can beat them. But, you know, if we don't, you know, nobody expects us to win anyway. Any time that we have seen this Galaxy team be faced with the expectation of winning, they've not pulled through. And I asked Greg Vanny, basically, when is this team going to win the big games? You, you said last year that they were going to learn it. When are they going to learn it this year? Um, so, yeah, it, to, to I me, think yeah, go ahead. I was saying, I think it goes back to that Alex Ruiz stat. I think when you play teams that are better than you, they're going to possess more than you, and that plays into the Galaxy's identity where they are better going against the green. When you play a team that's worse than you, you're going to out-possess them, you're going to out-shoot you know, shoot them or, 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 and uh, you know, be able to control the game, and that's not where the Galaxy are effective. So I think it all kind of goes back to that position stat. When you play teams that are worse than you, they're going to they're going to control the game more and that actually plays better into the, this galaxy team's identity than having the, this, I don't trust this galaxy team to <laughs> break, break down another defense no. or to possess the game and no. control and dominate a game. No. no, I expect them to withstand pressure and then counter on the break and, you know, win a three, two game, win a four, three game. I, I don't see them grinding out a, a two, zero, one, zero game. I don't trust this team to do it. Can they do it? Yeah. But that's not what I'd bet my money on. Yeah, it, it's one of those things, though. It, it, it's like it, if the Galaxy could get in the playoffs and people in the chat room are sort of discussing it, so what happens if they do get in the playoffs? They just get bounced in the first round. First of all, the goal is to take steps forward and a step forward would be to get to the playoffs. You have now done better than you did last and, year, right? And and I, and I will argue and, this, that this is a much more competitive Western Conference uh, this year than it was last year. And so making the playoffs in this Western Conference is a step forward. It gives you something to build on, right? Um, and yeah, I want to jump jump in here also because a thing that I see, and again, Twitter's not real life, but you, you have to go with some of the sample size that you do see, is I do see the complaints sometimes from LA Galaxy fans. Well, this is a five-time MLS Cup champions. Now we're just content getting a seven seed, just yes. getting in yes. is good enough. Yes. We missed the playoffs out of four out of the last five seasons. Yeah, get it. Just getting in is a step, like you said, a step in the right direction. Yes, that that is who we are right now. I, we are not the five-time reigning champ dominating yes. MLS. That's not who we are right now. No. We're just not. We're I, a team that is should be happy to get in the playoffs and then build upon that because right now we don't even look like a playoff team. So I'll take a, a team that gets into the playoffs. That shows something. That's going to show some fight over these last four games. Uh, that's that I'd be happier than that than, than continuing and saying, because guess what? In the next four games, even if they win – get 12 points, they're not winning the supporter shield. Yeah. They're probably not going to get a home game even with 12 points. So what are we supposed to say? Well, we can't get a home playoff game. So, you know, let me just throw everything out the window. No, who this Galaxy team is, which we should be happy that they're getting into the playoffs. As a fan, is that upsetting? Absolutely. It's a fall from grace. It's a, it's a rub your face and your nose in the dirt. It's a harsh, but it's a harsh reality. It's the reality of who this team is. 
Yeah, I, I will say that that I was uh, I was on Vancouver radio before this game, um, and some great guys who who love talking about soccer. And the, and one of the one of the hosts asked me, they're like, "Well, do you think that you know the LA Galaxy suffer from be, sort of having that Galaxy name around them? Like everybody wants to beat them." And I said, "You know, if this was 2015, I would say, yeah, absolutely. That's that's everybody's gunning for them the whole deal." I go, "But tell me that any team in Major League Soccer is scared of the LA Galaxy right now after the results that they've had over the last five years." I go, why? Why would they be? There's, they, they've shown no ability to punish p- poor teams, and they've usually been one of the poorer teams. I go, so where is that? Do you, I, I hear fans say this all the time, and I think that some people are still, as, as sort of going back to what you're saying, Eric, is that people are living in 2014. Like this is the same team. Like this is the same. Yeah, club. we're not that team anymore. No. And, and you can blame whoever you want for that, but you're right. Harsh reality is this is the reality you live in. If the LA Galaxy get to the first round of the playoffs and lose, they took a step forward. Good job. If the LA Galaxy get to the first round of the playoffs and they win, and then they win again, and they do something, who knows what can happen, but get into the playoffs. That's it. That's the only goal right now is to get into the playoffs. And if you want to cry and whine that they're, oh, they're not going to win an MLS Cup, well, then, you know what? Guess what? You're certainly not going to win an MLS Cup if you don't make the playoffs. That I can guarantee. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's your stat of the day right there. You know, Alex Ruiz, if you're looking for another write-up, you cannot win MLS Cup if you do not make the playoffs. So <laughs> that, I'll give you that. See? There we go. There's, there's more. <laughs> and, that should be a T-shirt. Um, yeah. But to your, to your last point about, like – do other teams look at the Galaxy and want to beat them? And are they? I think the Nashville game with Chicharito's penalty miss, where they're mocking him and saying, yelling Panenka at him, that tells you what other teams think of the Galaxy. Yeah, they're kind of like a, they're they're a mocker. They're a team that's meant to be mocked right now with with the way Chicharito has played and their embarrassing results. They're a team that other teams look to make fun of and to try to dunk on. That's who we are right now, sadly. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, John points out that the second highest payroll in MLS should be fighting for a playoff spot every year, and our expectations should not Correct. be should not be higher. No, John, you're right; they should be. They haven't been, but they should be. I mean, I, again, you can you can make the expectation right, and so yeah, your expectation should be to get in the playoffs. Absolutely, they haven't done it one time in the last five years, right? So again, the reality yes. is well, that they haven't done it. Yeah, I, I normally don't mix, you know, business with pleasure, but I just come all compare it to something that you see in, in education. You can have an expectation. I want all my students at my school to, you know, get perfect scores and straight A's and be excellent students. But sometimes the reality is that not everyone can do that. You can have still have the expectation and want that, but there's also the reality of the situation that you're in that maybe just getting some people to learn how to read and some people to know basic multiplication, that's a win. Maybe that's where you're at and you need to celebrate that and and say, okay, that's a step forward in the right direction. You can't have an ex- – I'm all about having high expectations. You want this team to win the MLS Cup. You want to return them to glory. But also you need to be real about where they are right now. See, I agree. Second highest payroll, that, that shouldn't even be a question about getting in the playoffs. They should be automatic. So then that's where, and rightfully so, the fans turn to looking at the FO, looking at, at who's putting this roster together because the money is not being spent correctly. And that's a different conversation than, you know, saying, looking at the team that I just saw in Vancouver and saying, well, that should be an MLS Cup winning team. No, actually, actually they're not. If that's a team that I'd be happy if they got into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, here, do you want me to make you feel worse? 
Um, yes, please. The Galaxy <laughs> haven't beaten Colorado, who is coming up on Saturday since September 2nd, 2017. Uh, that means in their last eight games, the LA Galaxy haven't won a game against Colorado, and they are 0-6-2. Does that make you feel excited about playing Colorado? Playing, <laughs> I, I just, I uh, wanted to, you know, my, we were so... My saving grace. Yeah, yes, yes. My, it's Central American Heritage Night. It is, They perform absolutely. well on those. okay. So, so, or, or no, maybe they did one. Maybe they did one time, and that's just where my my memory is <laughs> up. I'm trying to cling on to hope here, but you're right. The record against Colorado in recent years, it's just outright bad. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's horrible. To <laughs> Colorado's a, <laughs> sort of the boogie team, right? Like this is yeah. this is one of those games. Quite honestly, RSL is too, right? And so you're gonna and, and Vancouver is too, <laughs> and San Jose can be certainly one of those teams as well. I mean, listen, the Galaxy aren't going to Houston and Houston. Why not? All the, all the teams the Galaxy play from here on out have had the Galaxy's number in recent years. Vancouver, Colorado, San Jose, RSL, and Houston. Now, part of that is because, and we always say this every year, you know, it feels like the schedule gets tougher every year. That's because the Galaxy have sucked every year, right? And so when you're a sucky yeah. team, you're always playing better teams. And so the schedule looks really hard. Well, this is sort of the, the, the culmination of that to go back and say, well, Colorado's beat us a lot recently, and San Jose's beat us a lot recently, and RSL's beat us a lot recently. Houston, it's like, yeah, because you've sucked. That's why it's like you are not a good uh, team and you have not been a good team. Um, go into the LA galaxy and Oh look, I didn't even change it. I just put sporting Kansas city up there instead of Colorado Rapids. This is what happens whenever I try. I got the correct logo. Let's give Josh credit for getting the correct logo. Good job, Josh. Uh, <laughs> that's dig- a win. That's that's a win for me. I'll take it. Uh, the game digging Hell sports park, September 17th, the game at 7 30 PM, 7 38 PM is your kickoff time. Spectrum Sportsnet and LA galaxy.com is where you can find it. I just told you the LA galaxy haven't beaten Colorado in their last eight, eight games. And that goes back to the 2017 season when the galaxy were atrocious and on a wooden spoon, but that's okay. <laughs> they won that game. So, that, you know, Hey, maybe they'll try that one. Uh, for the last time, the last time these two teams played, however, in 2021, it was a two, one win for Colorado in Los Angeles on August 17, 2021. So, um, here's another scary thing. You want to hear another scary thing? We just talked about possession and everything that has sort of happened. Colorado just beat San Jose by holding 43% of the possession. Uh, perfect. Very much a counterattacking <laughs> game. And if you go and you look at the XG, San Jose had the, had the advantage on XG as well. San Jose had a 1.2 XG to a 0.7 XG and in 0.7 Colorado got two goals out of that 0.7. And it's very much similar to what the LA galaxy did against Vancouver, which is little chips. You can see there's little, little tiny spurts yeah. in the XG that are like little half chances, little half chances. Well, two of those half chances went in. Uh, for Colorado. And so, you know, if, if you were looking at somebody who is absolutely going to cause problems for the LA Galaxy, uh, look no further than uh, the the very famous right back for the LA Galaxy, Giossi's artist. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you, you were setting up all these scary things. That was going to be my scary thing. It is. You know what else is scary? Is Giossi's coming back to town and he's going to make us, you know, feel foolish uh, once again for, for letting him go and playing him as a right back. Yeah. So that's that's the third thing. Maybe it's one of those things where there's there's so many negatives that it makes a positive. Is that how that works? Yeah, sure. I know. Is that a thing? No, I mean, in math it does, but nobody <laughs> likes math anyway. So, yeah. um, fair. It, it's funny. Cause the chat room is like, I can't believe that, you know, the galaxy won the wooden spoon. I, I can't believe I had that trophy in my office for a year. Like that's, you want to talk about just like the absolute craziness that happens around major league soccer is the fact that that trophy, the wooden spoon was in my office for a year. <laughs> that's and it was as, as janky as you would expect it to be oh, which it was, was, it was right on brand yeah it, it was wonderful 
wonderful. Um, you know, you have Colorado coming from altitude down to uh, sea level, which always works a little bit in their favor. So it takes out a little bit of the the jet lag. But they're game three or three this weekend. Galaxy are game three or three as well. So um, I don't expect this will be a pretty game. I also don't expect that Colorado is going to hold a lot of possession, uh, which may be bad for the LA Galaxy. So, um, yeah. Yep. If you want to see whether... Well, we saw it happen in Colorado. We saw the same thing happen in Colorado as well. Where yes. you know the galaxy were unable to break them down and then got 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 beat on the other end. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing about this matchup that I like even a little bit. Robin Fraser being you know sort of the mentor to Greg Vanny whenever he came into the league, yeah. like that whole thing. It just it feels like the student can't per, uh, can't surpass the sensei, right? So this is one of those games. Uh, they talk all the time, by the way. They just talk less whenever this game comes about. Basically, you know, it's sort of like, uh, we're going to play each other. So we won't, we won't text each other and, you know, and, and talk. So, um, they're good friends, but at the same time, you know, Greg wants to beat them. Um, I don't know. We, you know, this is going to be another one. Is this a must win game? It's not just because mathematically it's not, but this is another one that, that Eric, if the results is, go against the galaxy, yeah, if the results go against the galaxy, it could very quickly be the game that knocks the LA galaxy out of, out of like a playoff contention spot. Um, I still feel like they'd have a chance with it, with the three games left, with winning all three games. You don't want to put but yourself... They'd have to win out, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself yeah. in that. And then we get into actual must-win games, by the way. Like, then we can start saying a must-win for sure. And by the way, I would like to defend myself, Hammer, for saying that the Vancouver game was not must-win and then it not ending up, ending up being a must-win because, again, where do you go from that if you say it's must-win then and you don't win? And it's like, oh, well, then the season must be over. No, no, you're fine. It was fine. The results went the way. It was good. It was okay. But, and it also wasn't a can't lose either. So it wasn't either one of those. Oh. It was just, it was just another game. Yeah. So hammer fun times. Hammer. We're, so I, we're, yeah, being, I, we're being asked about what our predictions are for the last four games. You have Colorado home, <laughs> RSL home. Uh, the two away games are San Jose and Houston. It goes Colorado, San Jose, RSL, Houston, uh, 12 points. How many points do the LA galaxy walk away for in the last four? In the last four. Yeah. The last four games have 12 think, total I, points. I think, I think they walk away with seven points, and I think they miss the playoffs. Ooh. I see two wins and a draw. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Who do they lose to? Colorado. I think they. I think they lose to San Jose away in San Jose. Oh man, there's a lot of people. And I who, think they they win. I think they win at Houston, and it's and it won't be good enough. Oh <sighs> man, this is depressing. I don't. I want to when you say it out loud. Um, because <laughs> I, I think I think they'll go into decision day with a chance, right? And then they'll do what they need to do, and it still won't be enough. Did I, how much money? Because did, of, and it will come back to bite them. How much money did I lose last year betting with Sarah that they were going to make the playoffs? I can't remember. I think I bet lost like it was either five dollars or twenty dollars. I was not a, I was not a fan of losing. She was correct. She got it. I I got I got screwed out of money on a handball in RSL in, in Real Salt Lake. I mean, hey, if you want revenge on RSL, this is your chance for revenge, right? I mean, I'm trying to find ways for this LA Galaxy team to do it. Yeah. I well, I have absolutely zero expectation of them playing well against this Colorado team. And so it's really hard for me to say that they win that game. They very well could lose that game. And then I'm going to say that they're going to beat San Jose on the road and RSL on the road and Houston on the road. Tell me in what way the LA Galaxy have ever proven to me that they are capable of doing that under Greg Vanny right now. I, I haven't seen it, right? Yeah. I mean, I probably yeah, not we, against GBS. We haven't seen it. And, and the funny thing, like this six game unbeaten run, that's the best run they had. And that wasn't an impressive run. It was, it was they got points in, in spite of, not because of. And that, that was, so yeah, we, we just haven't seen this team turn on the Jets 
under Greg Vanny, under GDS, under any. This team hasn't had an extended run of success. Do you want? Do you want the fourth or fifth scary thing? Yeah, go ahead. Five thirty. No, 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 no. They're going to have them heavily favored, and I didn't look it up. Or don't they? Yeah. The LA Galaxy are fifty-six percent favorites. The Colorado's only twenty. 23%, and if you look at the entire slate of games, my favorite thing, the Galaxy are the second highest win percentage expectation. <laughs> what, what, and, and, so, and we know that the record, whenever that happens, is like they've won one of those games the whole year that they've had yeah. this light, be this lopsided. Yep. The only other more higher win percentage is LAFC uh, home to Houston, which Houston has already been eliminated and a first place LAFC team, so you would expect that to be higher. Um, so, but the galaxy is right behind them, the second highest win expectation. So, uh, one, one draw. There you go. Uh, take it home. Take it to the bank. Take it to the bank. I like it. Um, Philadelphia, Montreal, New York, uh, New York Red Bulls all locked into the playoffs right now in the Eastern conference eliminated only DC United in the Eastern conference. If we go over to the Western conference, San Jose and Houston have been eliminated. The galaxy will play two games out of the remaining four, Eric. All right. And by the way, only one team of the remaining four is currently above them in the standings. Only one team is currently in the playoff position. The other three teams are all below the playoff line and there's zero chance. I'm going to sit here and tell you they win all four of those games. It's just I would be shocked. I would be shocked if that happens. Anyway, uh, Houston and San Jose both eliminated, both coming up on the LA Galaxy schedule. I hope they don't care at that point. I mean, what else can you do for the Galaxy except hope yeah. that they don't care? Except that they're going to totally be but, in. We but can, they're going to. We could wreck it for yeah. them. Wreck it. Exactly. Uh, have you ever seen For Love of the Game? He's going to wreck it. Have you ever seen For Love of the Game? I was going to say, have you ever seen Wreck It Ralph? Yes, I have. I have Wreck-It Ralph is a, is a good one. Ralph wrecks the internet is always is a is a good sequel. Yeah. I think as well. Um, that's yeah. good. Um, yeah, it's solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for love of the game with Kevin Costner and and I think the late Kelly Preston, right? Because I think she passed away. Um, was was a baseball movie and 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 Kevin Costner has a has a no hitter going and they send in this rookie, of course, that like you know he knew whenever he was a little kid and they send him a rookie and before he goes up they go they go hey kid wreck it. Right. Like he wants him to wreck the no hitter. Right. That's that's what is the whole thing. That's, that was I'm glad we once again went sideways in order to talk about some obscure movie <laughs> reference that I have. <clears throat> it wasn't as good as the bra strap one on Monday, but hey, we'll take it. Um, yeah. San Jose and Houston both eliminated right now. LAFC and Austin, the only two Western Conference teams in the playoffs. But you expect that Dallas and Nashville could clinch, I think, over this weekend yeah. or, or over the next couple of games. So they're going to be in Minnesota's right behind them and that type of thing. Portland, I do not believe in. Um, they absolutely could fall below the line still. I know people think that's crazy, um, but I just, I'm looking at them and, and seeing they only have four games left and sort of in the galaxy have five games left. RSL has four games left. RSL looked a little shaky against Austin, played a good first half, bad second half. Sounds like the LA galaxy, quite honestly. Yeah. RSL probably played a better first half against Austin. Than the galaxy played against, um, uh, Vancouver. So, uh, for me in this game, I am going to give a prediction of, a well we're gonna go roulette on this one uh it can only hit red so many times eric it is it is about to turn black all right so um in this particular wow. case galaxy get the win be uh, for unknown reasons it's a penalty kick it's a ghost penalty <laughs> kick var shorts out uh, in, in atlanta they can't see it the lights go out you know whatever it's a power outage game again that's that's what you need that's you know that's what's been missing really is a power outage game not since not since houston in the playoffs has has there been a good power outage game <sighs> So back, yeah, back that, which, yeah, that, that was 
I was going to say, maybe that's what we need. Whoever made that happen, and I'm not saying that there was anything nefarious. I'm sure it was a legit rolling blackout yeah. uh, that we needed to get in that extra, extra overtime. Yeah. Um, but hey, maybe that's what we need, some magic. And, and I'll just I'll, I'll charge the LA Galaxy again. This is Central American Heritage Night. You know, the, the history that the LA Galaxy has with that region of the world. Come on, let's do it for these people. So, you know, out of respect for the Mauricio Cienfuegos of the world, uh, you know, and the the Jaime Pinedos, let's 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 make this happen. Let's do this. Come on. Uh, what the gave us a two dollar super chat says uh, the five thirty eight odds of Chicha taking another penalty kick zero <laughs> zero. Yeah, yeah he, he will not be taking a penalty again. I, I want to, we should find like the prop bet on this, which is like Chicha to take a penalty kick and see what the odds are in that game and bet it. Because like, can't you imagine that like everybody else isn't out there and like, it's just Chicharito and you know that he has to do it in order to win the game. Yeah, I'm, to... I'm sending up Jonathan Bond. I, I don't, <laughs> he is not taking penalty. Jonathan like, Bond. Danny, I should, yeah, he should tackle whoever. He should tackle Chicharito if that, that's the case. Run into the field, get the red card. Yeah. It, it's worth it. They're, they're out of subs. Jonathan Bond on the way to the penalty kick uh, gets tackled by a fan and can't continue. So it's just <laughs> Chicharito. Uh, <sighs> and, he, and he does a panenka in, in order to uh, hit the game winner. <laughs> what are the odds well, on that the, one? The funny thing, the funny thing with the Nashville game, I, I, I forgot who made this point, and it's, I made it. The panenka then actually would have been brilliant because no one was expecting him to do it then <laughs> and trying it a second time. Yeah, so that actually would have been funny yeah, had yeah. he tried it in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Alejandro just, just figured out what is the theme for the game versus RSL? Is it fan appreciation day? You know, it is. It sure is. You it know sure it is. is. That's the last home the last game. home game. Always fan appreciation day. Oh my. How appreciated do you feel? Hammer. Oh my. All right. So that's what we have. Uh, LA galaxy coming up against, uh, the Colorado Rapids and not sporting Kansas city as it says on my graphic, but look at the logo, Colorado Rapids, uh, Dignity Hill sports park, spectrum sports net, LA galaxy.com, Joe, Kobe, and Nikki on the call. Uh, September 17th, 7 30 PM is your start time. 7 38 PM is your kickoff time. All right. Hammer. Should we let you go in cruise, uh, the central Valley in your, uh, in your Mustang convertible Mustang? Yeah. Right. I'm going to I'm going to put the top down. I'm going to wear my Kirkland shirt and uh, have a night on the town. I, I like uh, here it. in the Central Valley. So th- thanks for your patience and working with me. Apologies if this wasn't uh, as high quality oh. as other weeks, but oh. uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to it soon. It's way better. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P R O F O U L. All right. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Gessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where you can find all of our articles, videos, podcasts, all that fun stuff is all there, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Go to our YouTube page, uh, like, subscribe, do all those fun things, write us a review. We certainly appreciate it. All right. For Eric, the Portuguese, Hammer Vieira, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.